0: Good afternoon, this is Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. It's the 5th of November. I'm now going to run through our fourth quarter investment outlook which we'll be releasing shortly. Well there's been one big development over the last few months and that is that the supply bottlenecks which the global economy is facing have turned out to be much more severe than most people expected. Um, A few months ago The general expectation was that these bottlenecks would be fading by the end of the year. Now though, the expectation is that these bottlenecks will very much remain um, a problem for months to come and possibly not really go away before the end of next year. And we're talking about bottlenecks in semiconductors. Um, We've all seen pictures of containers stacked up at ports. And indeed, these bottlenecks are now spreading to other areas. So we've seen big rises in commodity prices, and this is all hitting global business confidence. Which has fallen back quite significantly, but importantly it's not back in recessionary territory and we do not expect these bottlenecks to derail the global recovery. Global growth has slowed, but we do think even so, growth is going to remain relatively high over the coming year. The other big uncertainty, less of an uncertainty than before, is how big a drag will COVID be on the recovery. And the good news here is that um, protection against hospitalizations rather than infections has increased substantially. So in all the major economies, we're now looking at protection rates against hospitalization. And this is probably the key measure in determining whether economy needs to have a renewed lockdown. We're looking at rates of around 70 to 80% and the expectation is that these will continue to gradually increase over the coming year. So it's very much a case of Covid is a drag on activity but it is a lessening drag and we don't think um, it's going to be a significant impediment to seeing relatively strong growth next year. In terms of the, the quantity of growth we're going to be seeing next year, it looks like Well, certainly according to the IMF, which released its latest second of economic forecasts only um, last month, global economy should see around 4% growth next year, down from 4.5% this year. And actually, the slowdown will be greatest in the advanced economies, with the emerging economies actually picking up a bit um, on the back of a rather delayed rollout of the vaccines. There's quite a lot of variation between countries, so the UK is actually forecast to see one of the biggest slowdowns. Um, 7% growth this year fading to around 2% next year but even that is still above trend. So in terms of the worries about stagflation which have surfaced we don't think the sort of first half of stagflation i.e. low or no growth is really too big a risk. Moving on to the second half um, the fear that we are now looking at a prolonged spike in inflation. Again um, Most people have underestimated the extent of the rise in inflation we've seen. So we've now seen inflation pick up not only in the States, where inflation is now running at over 5%, but we've also seen marked increases also in the Eurozone and the UK. UK inflation is now widely expected to hit 5% early next year. So inflation has picked up more than people thought it would. Um, Initially, the rise was very much concentrated in just a few areas. The slightly worrying thing is that price pressures have now broadened out um, in recent months and the other um, problem is that not only are we seeing price pressures in the goods markets but also we are seeing wage growth pick up significantly. So there's been not only bigger than expected bottlenecks in the goods markets but also the bottlenecks in the labour markets have proven to be considerably worse than expected. So we've got record vacancies, both here and in the States, and essentially people are returning to the labor force slower, and those that do seem to have the wrong skill base. So as a result, there are significant shortages in the labor market. And the worry of the central banks is that we are going to see um, inflation pick up more than expected in the, in the labor market. So wage, the danger is that we see a wage price spiral. And that really is why central banks have brought forward their tightening um, plans. Obviously this week um, the Bank of England did not raise rates, despite having consent- convinced most people that they would. But we are still looking at a rise in rates over the next coming, over the coming months is the new, the new official mantra. And it very much looks like UK rates will be up from 0.1% at the moment, probably close to 1% by the end of next year. And this is tightening considerably sooner and faster than had been expected a few months ago. In terms of the US, which is more important for global markets, um, the Fed, the Federal Reserve, is now running down its quantitative easing. Um, it's scaling back its bond purchases. So it's started tapering, that's the official jargon of its QE, but we're still not looking at a rate hike in the States until the second half of the year, the second half of next year. And as far as the Eurozone is concerned, um, we're probably not looking at a rate hike until 2023. So policy is definitely turning more hawkish. Um, the stimulus which they put in place, the massive stimulus which was put in place during the pandemic is now starting to be withdrawn So the policy environment is less favourable for markets than it was before. But having said that, the surprise of anything is that equities don't seem to care. Um, The rally in equities has resumed. We did finally have a 5% correction in October, but it lasted all of a couple of weeks. And equities have hit new highs in the last week or two. And actually global equities now up some 20% um, year to date. The main reason why equities are doing so well is basically corporate earnings. Corporate earnings continue to surprise on the upside and they've basically recovered far faster than anyone really expected over the past year or so. So we're looking at earnings growth of around 50% this year across the globe. Earnings growth will slow over the coming year and I think what that means is that the upside for equities from here is significantly less than um, it has been over the past year. But still, the important thing is that earnings should continue to grow, and that does mean there is some upside. The worry had been that um, companies would not be able to pass on these large cost increases they're seeing at the moment into final prices. It does look like um, they have got pricing power. The current reporting season is actually showing earnings beating expectations. And that's clearly, short-term at least, good news for equities. The only drawback here is sort of further out, if companies really do have pricing power, really can pass on these cost increases, then that clearly increases the risk of a significant rise in inflation and means that central banks will have to raise rates rather further. And clearly that is bad news down the road for equities rather than good news. But for the moment at least, um, earnings are the main reason why equities continue to head higher. Valuations um, had been a concern and to some extent still are a concern, but they are less of a concern than they were last year just because valuation levels have come down a bit. So the PE ratio, the price earnings ratio was up at around 20 times last year for global equities. It's back down to 18 times. And our view is that unless you see a sharp rise in bond yields from here, which we're not expecting, we do expect yields to trend higher, but not massively so, then equity valuations should be broadly sustainable, again suggesting that equities do have some further upside even if undoubtedly they're going to have a more volatile time than they have had in the last few months just because there are these worries about stagflation and we are now entering a less supportive environment in terms of policy. In terms of which equity markets we favour, we still continue to favour the UK over the US, and the primary reason for this, and this argument has become even stronger given the recent moves, is that the UK looks very cheap. It's now trading on a price earnings discount to the rest of the world of over 30%, bigger than normal, significantly larger than normal, whereas the US is now trading at a premium, a price earnings premium, of around 45% compared to the rest of the world. So we do think this valuation divergence, this extreme valuation divergence, will come to bite at some point and we very much still believe that over the coming year the US is most likely to underperform and the UK outperform, even though short term definitely the UK has some headwinds in that to the extent there are stagflation risks or stagflation worries, they do seem to be bigger or somewhat larger in the UK than other economies. So that's our views on equities, moving on to bonds and clearly bonds are important in that for most investors the one alternative to equities is bonds, so if the outlook for bonds isn't very good then that means there is still no real alternative to equities and I think that is one of the key reasons why equities continue to have significant support, there is no real alternative to them. And also to the extent that we are in an inflationary environment now, or more inflationary environment now, then equities definitely look better placed than bonds, just because companies are showing they have got some pricing power, earnings go up in line with inflation, whereas clearly with bonds, you're stuck with a fixed coupon, which gives you no inflation protection, unless you've bought inflation-protected bonds. So in terms of where we see government bond yields going from here, They have risen significantly in the last couple of months or so. Um, We think this trend will continue. We're not expecting them to race higher because a lot of the big shift in expectations about when the central banks will tighten policy, that is now behind us. But we do think there is still some further room for bond deals to move higher just because inflationary expectations um, will probably very likely move a bit higher Just because inflation won't fall back as fast as the central banks think it will so bond yields um, to move higher and what that means is that even though we've had this rise in government bond yields you're still probably looking at total at seeing a total loss in your return if you invest in government bonds so you're going to have capital losses which will offset any yield you get from those bonds corporate bonds look slightly better placed but the point here is that the yield pickup is at historical lows so even there you're not really looking at returns of much more than one one and a half percent so the bottom line is we stick to our view that equities will continue to outperform bonds the risks have risen because we are entering a more inflationary environment policy is now being tightened but at the end of the day even though the upside for equities is significantly less than it was we still think should outperform over the coming year um, or outperform bonds over the coming year even if over the next few weeks next few months stagflation fears do mean you get continued volatility. Well that really uh, sums up our views for the markets going forward. Thank you for listening and if you do want um, a pdf or hard copy of the whole of the document it is on our website. Thank you. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice and please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future and there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.